0: Hi, I'm Gary Zacharias with The Apologist Bookshelf I want to look at another book by John Lennox I know we did God's Undertaker a while back in, a, in another podcast But I want to look at a, um, I guess because I like science fiction And just the whole area of science I want to take a look at his book called 2084 2084, subtitle Artificial Intelligence and the Future of Humanity If you don't remember what I had said about Lennox Just a real quick refresher He's Professor of Mathematics Emeritus at the University of Oxford, a fellow in mathematics and the philosophy of science, and pastoral advisor at Green Templeton College. He's written books. He's done a lot of lectures. He's done some amazing debates, really interesting debates, with people that are heavy hitters in the atheist world, Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens, Peter Singer, among others. Uh, So this is his book that examines an, an area that we all should be interested in, and that's the future. As somebody said, I'm interested in the future because I plan to spend my life there let me just read to you something from the preface he says this book represents an attempt to address questions of where humanity is going in terms of technological enhancement bioengineering and in particular artificial intelligence and then he asks a couple of questions that i think we're, we should all be interested in will we be able to construct artificial life and superintelligence? will humans so modify themselves that they become something else entirely And if so, what implications do advances in AI have on our worldviews in general, and on the God question in particular? So I I want to pick one chapter, as I usually do. Let me just pick one chapter out of here. And this is chapter six. He's going to cover something called transhumanism. And I've written on that other places and done a talk on it. I find that a, a really interesting field. So he's going to focus in this chapter, especially on somebody named Yuval Harari, Y-U-V-A-L, Yuval Harari, and he wrote a book called Homo Deus, H-O-M-O-D-E-U-S, two words, and he's made some claims in this book about the future, and I'm going to focus just on one of the claims that Lennox wants to look at. Harari thinks that physical death has been reduced just to a, a technical problem that's ripe to the solution by medical science he's very optimistic about what science can do for us so he thinks within the not too distant future although we may die we we don't have to die a cure for death is going to be found and Lennox says as if death were a disease but, but is it and he's going to talk about that a little bit later so that's pretty controversial very optimistic about what science will do for us People are fascinated, as Lennox says, with uh, Harari's notions. In fact, a doctor that I go to has read Harari's work, and uh, I've interacted with him on that in the past. Let me just give you a couple of quotes that Lennox has from Harari's book. Humans don't die because God decreed it, or because mortality is an essential part of some great cosmic plan. Humans always die due to some technical glitch. Every technical problem has a technical solution. We don't need to wait for the second coming in order to overcome death. Wow, that's kind of chilling in a way, coming you know from a Christian perspective. I read that. Basically, he's saying you can ignore anything about Jesus or anything outside the, the material world. And we'll do it ourselves. Thank you very much. So he claims, Harari now I'm talking about, Lennox is pointing out, Harari claims that the first major agenda item in the 21st century is going to be a serious bid for human immortality. And because everybody fears death, this is going to really uh, catch fire. And in fact, I did a blog on a book called Immortality, talking about ways that people are so desperate to avoid death. So Harari is going to talk about something that takes us to the area called transhumanism. And that's a project out there that's uh, starting to unfold. Here's what one person said about it. It's their belief, talking about the transhumanists, it's their belief that we can and should eradicate aging as a cause of death. That we can and should use technology to augment our bodies and our minds. That we can and should merge with machines. Now that's something, huh? Remaking ourselves finally in the image of our own higher ideals. Let me, I just want to read that last part again and, and have you think about that. We can and should merge with machines, remaking ourselves finally in the image of our own higher ideals. You know what they're really saying there is that transhumanists believes, believe that we will make ourselves into the image of our own God. We will become our own God. Uh, we can merge with machines. Uh, the idea is eventually machines will be able to capture our thoughts and our minds, our brains, whatever you want to say, put them on a hard drive someplace, and then the body can go, but we will continue to live. Here's another person who also argues that transhumanism involves radical extension of life, to enjoy pleasure indefinitely. He calls this the hedonistic imperative. And he thinks that over the next thousand years, so he's thinking big, the biological substrates of suffering will be eradicated completely. And post-human states of magical joy will be biologically refined, multiplied, and intensified indefinitely. So suffering will be gone and we'll just be in a a complete ecstatic state forever, being post-human. Does that strike anybody as a little chilling? Okay, um, let me pick up here Somebody who gives a warning, though, that uh, Lennox quotes here, Leon Kass, professor of social thought at the University of Chicago, he says, for these people that have this wonderful view of technology and how it's going to save us all, he said, we have paid some high prices for the technological conquest of nature, but none so high as the intellectual and spiritual costs of seeing nature as mere material for our manipulation, exploitation, and transformation. He says that we're going to degrade our view of man. So we're going to lose what it means to be human if we get involved in this. Um, Science. Oh, yeah, this is interesting. Lennox is saying this attempt of using science and technology to upgrade humanity is not exactly new. He, He mentions Frankenstein. He says that was the attempt to create an artificial human being, but they ended up risking making a monster. And then he comes to more modern times. Lennox says, you know, if you look at the history of the 20th century, that gives you strong support to this idea that you end up with a monster when you try to improve the human race. Here's the first example. In Germany, the Nazis thought they could create an Aryan superhuman, didn't they? And they used something they called scientific breeding. Well, that was a nice way to put it, but it would involve killing people that they thought were mentally or physically below their racially pure standard. And... Uh, That was not good. Then you had the former Soviet Union. They tried to use science to create a new man, they called it. Capital N, capital M, a new man. And Leon Trotsky, who headed up the uh, Russian Revolution for a while, man will make it his purpose to master his own feelings, to raise his instincts to the height of consciousness, to make them transparent, to extend the wires of his will into hidden recesses and thereby to raise himself to a new plane. To create a higher social biologic biologic type, or if you please, a superman. Well, how did that turn out? Well, Lennox quotes another person who says, What happened was the best, most honest, and most cultured people were either killed or prevented from having a family, while the worst sort of people, namely those who took part in this idea, were fruitful and multiplied. Okay, so that's not so good either. Um, likely Outcome says if you try to re engineer humanity, we may be heading toward the extinction of humanity. C.S. Lewis talked a lot about that in a book of his called That Hideous Strength. Uh, that's a really good book. The Sinister Scientific Institution that's called NICE, N I C E, the National Institute for Coordinated Experiments. And they were going to do all sorts of uh, psychological things. It says, near the beginning of the book, the amoral driving force behind it says to one of the characters, one of the central characters, it's the main question of the moment, which side one's on, obscurantism or order? If science is really given a free hand, it can now take over the human race and recondition it, make man a really efficient animal. If it doesn't, well, we're done. Wow. Wow. He goes on to say this in the book. this is from the hideous, That Hideous Strength by C.S. Lewis. One of the characters who, who loves this idea of remaking man says, man has got to take charge of man. Now, that means some men have got to take charge of the rest. Quite simple and obvious things. at First, sterilization of the unfit, liquidation of backward races, selective breeding, then real education, including prenatal education. By real education, I mean one that has no take-it-or-leave-it nonsense. A real education makes the patient what it wants infallibly, whatever he or his parents try to do about it. Of course, it'll have to be mainly psychological at first, but we'll get on to biological conditioning in the end and direct manipulation of the brain. It's the real thing at last, a new type of man, and it's people like you who've got to begin to make him. And that ends up a pretty uh, hideous thing there, the, the conquest of physical death. It doesn't turn out well. Now, that's part of C.S. Lewis's uh, Space Trilogy. Uh, There's Paralandra, the second one, and uh, Out of the Silent Planet. And the third one is That Hideous Strength. And it's, it's a powerful, powerful book that was written long ago, but Lewis could see where things were heading. So I will not read any more of the book right now. Again, it's called 2084. It's John Lennox looking at artificial intelligence. And he's not a worrywart. He's not a... Cassandra crying about what's coming, but he just tries to look at this honestly. Um, It says the presence of artificial intelligence has become widespread. It says, is it all innocuous? Do we ever consider how the increased incorporation of AI will affect our individual and corporate privacy, the security of our jobs, our political and personal freedoms, and the future of our species as a whole? So he's very fair and he, he quotes a lot of people on both sides of the issue. I think you might like it a lot. So John Lennox, 2084. Well, thank you for joining me in this podcast and I hope to have you return again some other time.